Amplify Podcast with Adeshewa Greg Igudaro is a multimedia production for creatives, influencers, and visionary leaders. Adeshewa believes that there is a working biblical template for those who have been called to rise in their vocation and businesses for such a time as this. On this podcast, you will find principles for producing lasting results in what God has called you to do without compromise. You would learn from Bible stories and scriptures, useful lessons for your journey. So, welcome to today's episode of Amplify Podcast with your host, Adeshewa Greg Igoda. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Amplify Podcast. Uh, if this is the first time you're joining or listening to this podcast, my name is Adeshewa Greg Igodaro and I'm your host on this podcast. Okay, so uh, our previous podcast, I was speaking about, I was using a case study for those of us in Nigeria about um, a woman, a renowned leader and song songwriter and minister, Evangelist Bolare, and her used her story, her life, her journey as um, a case study for nine pathways um, for legacy builders. And it was a it was a it was a flow from episode two, which was about purpose is the parameter, right? So if you missed both episodes, you really want to go back and check it because I I spoke about nine P's prediction people places prayer patterns persistence power processing and packaging as well as praise as the pathways for legacy builders to actually walk on you know to ensure that whatever it is that they're building in this time but for generations to come actually stays you know just transcends generations and all of that today I'm going to talk about something that is so strong on my heart. And if you've been following my podcast, you hear me. Um, I'm, I'm sure that I mentioned it in the podcast where I spoke about from homemaking to nation building. I also spoke about it when I when I did the podcast on your calling is greater than your work or your vocation. And this is the thing that I always say. Wherever you are in your life right now, there is a better version. There's a better version of you. There's a better version of your of your work. There's a better version of your of your expression. You know how you express it, what you're thinking, what you're doing. There's always a better version. And so today we're going to look at this thing called better 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 b-e-w-t-e-r we're called to better and this has nothing to do with for better or for worse <laughs> has absolutely nothing to do with marriage um but has every single thing to do with what god has planned for us and so i'm going to be reading practically scripture and trusting that you're going to follow me and just you know sink or soak in everything that you're going to hear today so every day, you know, I wake up and I realize that deeper and deeper, we've been called to live better. You know, we've been called to do better work. We're being called to work better. We're being called to become better, you know, beyond where we are today, what we have, what we are envisaging, what we're expecting. There is always something better. And that's why even in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, 
we find Paul praying, saying exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine God can do. And don't even get me started in explaining that particular one verse, you know. But um, because I believe that the power that is at work in you is commensurate to the exceeding the, the quality the quantity right of your exceedingly and your abundantly all right but here's what i'm saying basically that every step of the way god calls us higher god calls us to do better and in this season for, for, for that matter in this season of your life whether it is that you are called to rest you know or you're called to more activities or you're called to mentor or serve there's something better so this has nothing to do with being active or inactive because sometimes even when you're inactive you're kind of really still active and god is saying no i'm asking you to just be inactive so be better at that right and so the essence of you know our lives is beyond you're just waking up you're just doing your work you're earning money why like as a stereotype cycle of existence there is a higher life and there's a higher core to where we are in our lives today and so the other day i was studying i was yeah no i was at church and my pastor had preached from hebrews chapter 11 verse 14 and i could not shake that scripture off and i thought to myself i need to sit down here and the bible reveals that god had something better in mind for us if you're familiar with hebrews chapter 11 that is the chapter that talks about the heroes of faith and you know if you really read that scripture you're like okay god had something better in plan for us or better in mind for us how is it that some of them did not get what they were actually trusting god for or receive the promise that god had given them the passion translation puts it like this it says for god had something better in mind for us why so that they would not reach perfection without us this just basically reveals that there's a bigger place there's a bigger puzzle there's a bigger part of what you're doing right now and here is how some of us approach this you feel that somebody else or three or four five more people are doing kind of like what god is asking you to do and because of that you're not putting the quality of work that you're meant to put into it but if you really look at the scripture that we're going to be distilling principles from today you would see that he says that these people these heroes of faith would not reach perfection without us that means there is a perfection there's a puzzle that is there's a puzzle playing into perfection and needs every single person's input and so for us to better actually understand verse 40 we need to read the preceding verses and i thought you know to better understand it we need to look at what was what does it mean what does the scripture say? What does it mean when it says that he could not reach perfection without us? What does it mean when it says that God had something better in mind for us? And so if you have your Bibles, you want to just really check it. If you don't have it, there's no problem at all. I'm just going to distill to you the principles that I got from here and I'm willing to share with you today. All right. So how can we know what better looks like? What does better look like? If you want to know what better looks like, then we need to know what good looked like right and how do we leave expressions how do we live our lives as expressions better 
I was about to say project better, you know, how do we express this better? And so the heroes of faith, the Bible says they were too good for this world. And I, and I really need to, you know, bring out this point because it's clear if, 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 if God is saying to us through his word that people or some people couldn't read perfection without us, even though they didn't even, even attain all the promises in the physical or in the, in their lifetime. And it's saying that they were too good for this world. If I told you that you're too good for this world, I, there are two, um, there are two ways you can react or respond to this. If somebody came and told you, you know what, girl, you're too good for this world. You can either say, if I'm too good, then let me go back to where I came from. Or if I'm too good, then let me leave out as much good as I am while I'm here on earth. And that's the posture that I believe that God expects from us every single day. And that's the posture that helps us to leave out the expression of better right? Our lives and our works are part of a bigger puzzle. And to attain perfection for those in front of us, because there are more people, it's called a formation. There are more people, if you look at Joel chapter two, there's a formation. So there are more people who are on this journey, who are part of this puzzle. And so if we're going to attain perfection for those in front of us in this puzzle, then we must acquaint ourselves with what the heroes of faith did and how they did what they did to be called too good for this world. And so I might not, you know, I might not read, um, exactly. Uh, I'll see how, okay. You know what? I'm going to see how we'll just read a few verses and then I'm going to explain some things as we read about seven things, seven principles that I distilled from being too good. That is being better, right? Because the Bible says that God plans something better in mind for us. So follow me as I read Hebrews chapter 11. So it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed The worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible, right? And so these people, these heroes of faith believed even if they could not see physical manifestation. And that's where we're going to start from. What's that thing that God has called you to do? What's the plan that he has reeled out to you what's the purpose that you have written down what's the pattern of the assignment you know what's the prophecy and i'm using these p's from our conversation in episode episode uh, episode three so what are the p's that you have written down documented set to you do you even believe it even though you're not seeing its manifestation one of the beautiful things about the heroes of faith and why they're really called the heroes of faith is because they believed even if they could not see physical manifestations they understood how to please god because the bible says that without faith it is impossible to please god so we do not get into better if we don't know, we don't know how to please God. We cannot get into better 
And I need you to know this now, that you and I cannot get into it better if we choose to do things our way, if we choose to keep saying, I have to see it before I believe it, or I have to see it before I do it. Or I have to totally understand it because sometimes we get assignments that we don't even understand. And assignment doesn't necessarily mean activity. I need to keep saying this. Your assignment for this season can be that you're meant to be resting. Your assignment for this season can be that you're meant to be parenting. So it doesn't have to be something that gives you a platform alone. And so these people, one of the beautiful things I see about their lives is that they believed that even if they could not see number one, number two, they knew, they understood how to please God, you know, to just do what he said without overly analyzing outcomes. They knew that the outcome was not about them. They knew that it was their part to play obedience, to just be obedient, right? The next thing that they knew that happened to them is that they earned a good reputation by their faith, just by pleasing God. They end a good good reputation. I mean, just by believing God, they end a good reputation. So how, what if every strategy you have been trying to put together to get a good reputation in the eyes of people is actually heed in your response to what God has asked you to do? And you know, right, that the Bible says that we, all things have been made to give him pleasure. So at the end of the day, that's where everything comes back to. And again, if you have been listening to the podcast, you understand the part that pleasure has to play. That's pleasure, uh, giving God pleasure. So verse four says, by faith, Abel offered to go to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. He offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, a good reputation, just by knowing what to do and doing it excellently well, not doing work shabbily, not giving God the remnant, you know, and this doesn't have to do with your money offering. Even if for some of you, that's what this might be. This might be you simply offering your life. This might be God saying to you, I need you to give me that thing. I remember a few years back, I was with someone and and I think uh, we had talked about something and while we were praying, you know, I said to her, so Lord said to me that because she's in the entertainment industry and I said to her, God says, if you will give me this thing, I will give it back to you, but not how you give it to me. And, you know, she was, she was surprised and she was looking and, and, and the, the thing, the thing have, I have come to realize is we think that we can get good reputation and lasting results and build a legacy just by knowing what to do and being, you know, buying favor in the eyes of people. But what if, what will really, really give us this good reputation before God first and before man is that we please God by offering to him what is really, really dear to us. I mean, if you look at the story, the lives of these people, you will see that all of them did very, the same thing. It was just in different ways. They did the same thing. Abel offered the sacrifice. Abraham offered the sacrifice. Noah actually sacrificed. Every other thing that he, he sacrificed his time, he sacrificed his expertise, he sacrificed everything. I mean, how does he even get all the animals? Have you ever thought about that? You know, and so beyond just wanting to do anything anyhow, be all because I just wanted to because every other person is doing it, it's not good. 
and I'm not going to put enough. It is not good at all. Doesn't please God. Doesn't even go up to him as a sweet smelling aroma. So Abel offered an excellent sacrifice. It's a sacrifice, but it was excellent. It wasn't convenient for him, but it was excellent. He could have sold you know he could have sold that piece of animal or that particular animal and got a better money for it or gotten whatever it is that they were exchanging at that time as trade for trade he could have used that money or that whatever it is or land you know to do something but it was a sacrifice but it was also excellent and the bible says he offered a more excellent sacrifice than his brother through which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks god was pleased was so pleased that even after his death his blood was speaking to god do you see that do you see that that to leave or build a lasting legacy your sacrifice is important your offering is important and your character is important excellence is a character it's a spirit of god it's the spirit of god and we all can live in this realm of 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 of, of work verse 5 says that by faith <laughs> enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because god had taken him for before he was taken he had, he had this testimony what's the testimony that he pleased god Abel brought an offering. He gave what he believed was his best and it was content to him as righteous through faith. Enoch walked with God. The emphasis is on, you know, he walked with God. He didn't walk ahead of God. He didn't drag God behind. And my life changed forever when I read a book called Walking. The Walk. And now I can't really remember the author. My life changed because the author began to explain and, you know, spoke even from the life of Enoch saying that a lot of us are looking to perfection instead of just walking with God. And that book was a major deliverance. The title of the book is The Walk. No, this is not a sponsored segment. <laughs> All right. I read the book. It changed my life and my perspective. And I'm sharing it with you. That's what this is about. All right. So he lived every day pleasing God. And by this, guess what? He disappeared from the earth. And even though he disappeared from the earth and his body was not found because God took him, today his legacy lives. So this again has nothing to do with whether you're present or you're not present. Do we do we do we, do, do you understand it? And so his body was not found. I mean, I don't even think he was an author. So he didn't even have any book written in his name that I know of. He didn't have any ministry. He didn't have any um palace platform. We don't find anything detailed about Enoch. Bible just says that he walked with God and then he disappeared. And but the one thing that we knew that was tangible that the Bible records and remembers him for is that he pleased God. The next thing is about Noah in verse 7. Noah, by faith, was divinely warned. He was warned by God of things that were not yet seen. But if we backtrack to Genesis, the Bible says that Noah was Noah found grace or found mercy or was honored in the sight of God. Noah, even if in his entire generation, God said, I mean, I think that that was the first time in the Bible where I read that God said he regretted creating man. 
but he found Noah. He found Noah faithful. He found Noah faithful, which means that if you're going to build a legacy and step into better, be better for yourself, be better in God, be better for the generation coming after you, be better for the perfection of those in front of you, then something must single you out in your generation. You cannot afford to do what every other person is doing because you feel that it's cool. There's nothing called cool. If it's not God, it's not God. If it's not God, it cannot be good, right? So Noah's obedience was counted to him, you know, as, as faith. He became the first, um, should we call him architect of water transport, you know, just by hearing God and doing it. And that's another thing. We're not going to step into better if all that we do is hear God. I can bet that your journals are full by the things that God has told you to do. I used to be there, so I know. Your journals are so full by many things that God has told you to do, but you're here to do it, right? Uh, so don't, don't be like that. You know, do hear God and do what he says you should do. No, understand the timings, the seasons, the specifics, because no one got the specifics, you know, specifics, dimensions, the template, the blueprint, like how many things have not been done before, you know, but God is asking you to do it. You know, like no one, nobody had built anything at that time. And if you're like that, maybe what God is asking you to do now, nobody has really done it. Or you're not seeing something in your area or your location, your region where somebody has done it. And that's actually what we're doing, you know, with corporate church. When we started, we didn't really find anyone in Africa who was doing it on the scale at which we were doing it and at this, with the specifics, you know, that we were doing it uh, with. And so even though some of the people were doing something similar, ours was a lot, lot different. And that's why it's important that even though God is calling you to, and I mean, this has cuts across whatever it is God is calling you to do, whether it's been done before or not, get your specifics, get your templates, download your blueprints. This is how you walk in better, right? And so the truth is if Noah could do something that had never been done before, and he's listed among the fathers or heroes of faith, then we really don't have any excuses. The next person is Abraham. So the same thing with Abraham. He obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive as an inheritance. Come out of your comfort zone. He was told, you know, just leave your father's house and I'm going to um, show you where you'll go to. There was no specifics about where he was going to. The specific was leave your house and I'll tell you where to go to. And today... Um, we're singing Abraham's blessings and mine, or Abraham is my father, a father Abraham had many sons, you know, and even though he, he left his place of comfort and convenience, he stepped into the place of encounters. And that's another beautiful thing about stepping into better, that even though you're not sure where God is asking you to go, what he's asking you to do, you're actually going to step into encounters and experiences with him that you cannot pay for. You cannot buy, buy, you cannot read. You know, it's one thing for you to read somebody's experiences, another thing for you to really, really, truly experience something that will truly change your life as a legacy builder. And so um, Abraham left his place of comfort, you know, to places of encounters because God said, and he did obey. The key word is in that God said to him and then he obeyed. If you notice everything I'm just shouting and saying, God says, 
just make sure you're doing right and then in the midst of this could not have a child and then god promises him again and then god gives him you know the promise of nations and children and then god finally gives him one son and then god finally says this son that i have given to you give it back to me again we see the word sacrifice excellent sacrifice come up and he was willing to give god his son because he said that if god takes the son then god can raise him back in all of this that i have read from abel to enoch to noah to abraham what i see consistently repeated is obedience sacrifice and complete trust in the power of god and so if you're going to step up higher into and into the better life that god has planned out for us uh the better thing that he has in mind for us we may, we must walk in obedience we must understand the, the power of excellent sacrifice and we must completely with no doubts in our heart trust in the power of god his capacity his ability you know just really trust him even though it doesn't look like we know what we're doing like, i mean most times the reason we're troubled that we don't know what we're doing is because we want to have something to say we want to be able to prove something but maybe god just wants to use your life to prove something to the world and it has nothing to do with you actively being involved and so these people whom the bible says they were too good for this world they lived and agreed that they were just passing through the earth as nomads and foreigners remember what i said the illustration that if i told you that you're too good for this world you're either gonna say oh let me just go back or you're gonna realize that okay so let me just leave my life you know let me leave it to the best to my best degree of good you know or to my yeah and that's that's living it better every single day so you only attain the level of best by the time you're done that's the point because i'm sure somebody's thinking okay why are you saying better why are you not saying best you only get to best when you say it is finished <laughs> because with god the result of hard work is more work as you keep trusting he keeps stretching as you keep trust as, as you keep trusting him he keeps stretching you and so you consistently be in this place where you have to keep trusting him why because he's god and without him we're nothing and so these people you know they could have just gone back to where they were coming from and said you know what mm, i don't understand what god is doing but guess what they didn't go back they continue to look for better and so through their lives that's through the lives of the heroes of faith i was what i see is that you know better does not mean safe so that god is calling us to the better he has in mind for us does not mean that it is safe it's going to be a safe journey and by safe journey i'm not saying that you will die i'm saying that it's, it's going to be convenient it's not going to be convenient and it, it won't you, you can't you won't be required to be complacent that's why i said there's nothing there's nothing like best until you get to the end the very very end so better is not safe better is not convenient better is not complacent better is not self-sufficient you have to consistently trust god consistently stretch you know stretch your faith and better is not selfish you, you don't have an agenda you don't have um, an ambition and if you're that person who you're naturally ambitious and you're trying to submit you're just trying to you know submit your ambitions to god i think that that's a very good place to be where you just keep coming and saying god this ambition and you know i just give it to you it's it's so there's nothing um wrong in having 
um, thoughts about how something can look bigger because I, for one, myself, I've been in this place where, you know, I want to, God gives me an assignment and I want to do something and I really want to do it well and do it really big. And at the end of the day, it never comes out that way because God needs to get the glory. And so God has had for a very long time since he created us. I mean, the Bible even says that he created us in his image and after his likeness. And the Bible says that every time we come with unveiled faces, we are being changed. So we're always going from better to better, from grace to grace. So he has always had something better in mind for us. And so I don't, but if I, if I end this podcast here right now, I think we're good, but it won't be really complete because when I looked at Hebrews chapter 12, it looked like a continuation of 11 because it says that we should set ourselves apart from everything that hinders us because we have a cloud of witness. Remember that I said we don't have an excuse. If some people had done it before, then we can do it. And so if we have this cloud of witnesses, then we can't come and say, oh God, what you gave me to do? Nobody has done it before. Oh, I didn't feel good. Or or it wasn't convenient for me. It was never convenient for Abel. It wasn't convenient for um, Abraham, never ever. It wasn't convenient for Noah. I mean, Noah could have just been relaxing with the other people in his generation. It wasn't convenient for Enoch. How? How? <sighs> Pleasing God will cost you. Of course, you know that, right? Pleasing God, it will cost you. It might even, it might cost social interactions, a lot of things. And so it's never, never, never convenient. And so we don't have an excuse. And so it's important that for us to fully come into better every single day, because it's a continuous journey, we must indeed shed off everything that hinders us, sin, weights, you know, wounds. You know, there are times that we're on this journey and, things don't go as planned and people hurt us it's important that we heal and just move on to the very next thing that god is asking us to move on to many people have been there that's on this better journey many more are walking in it right now as they choose to daily walk with god and please him so better better requires that we seek inside that is for us to step into better we must seek insights we must seek revelation we must desire strength and courage from god we must ask god to embolden us we must ask for endurance we must be perseverant we must persevere rather and we must love to live every day our way every day of our waking life walking with God, not ahead of God, and not behind Him, pleasing Him all the way. So you see, my dear friends, God is calling us on to better every day. And better is God's design for those who are willing to walk by revelation and by faith in Him. And so today, as I come to the close of this podcast, I am praying for you. And I'm hoping that you not only desire better, but that you become a living and a worthy expression better and that after you're gone after you and i are gone the world will say that they were too good for this world thank you for joining me on today's podcast god bless you bye-bye thank you for joining in on today's episode if you found this useful feel free to follow adeshawa on social media at adeshawa inc that is at a-d-e-s-e-w-a-i-n-c and leave a comment or a review till she comes your way next time make your voice count make your voice heard and focus on amplifying through significant work